Good morning, everyone. Um, so we kick off the series on um, love today with... Um, oh, by the way, this is my first time ever of speaking to people, so just in case. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to we're going to go. To, I think we just start straight away. So if we go to, uh, we're going to read from Mark twelve. We're going to twenty eight to thirty three. Oh, so I'll read. I'll read uh, Mark. Uh, I'll read. Um, does somebody else want to read? I'm happy to read, but somebody can read. Who wants to read for us? Okay. There's a lot of reading to do. Thank you. Mark 12, 28 to 33. Most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you should love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribes said to him, You are right, teacher. You have, tru- you have truly said that he is one, and there is no other beside him. And to love him with all our heart, with all our understanding, with all our strength, and to love one's neighbour as oneself is much more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. Amen. So the key verse I wanted us to I want us to explore this um, morning is verse thirty, where Jesus Christ said, "So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength." It kind of puzzled me that you know Jesus doesn't just say things for saying them sake. So I kind of thought, why was Jesus so specific about? Loving with all your heart, loving with all your soul, loving with all your mind, loving with all your strength. So I kind of decided, you know, it would be a good idea for us to explore that together. So I would like to divide the room into, I think, um, maybe three, because we have like three verses to look at each. And each group will look at what that verse says about. So I think we'll start from the heart. So... um, each group will look at what that verse says about the heart. And then, what are those our four questions again, Gordon? What does it say about God? What does it say about man? What does it say about... Is there a command to Yeah. Okay. So, um, either, how do we want to do it now? Do we want to go... Uh, I need three groups. So, if all these people on this site... Your one group. Okay, so you can just do it on your tables. You don't have to move. And then all those in the middle, your one group. And then all those at the end, your one group. Is that okay? All right. Okay. So um, we're going to explore the heart. And uh, if we go, um, so group one, 
if you look at Romans 5, 5, tell us what it says about the heart, first of all. And then, is there a command? What does it say about God? What does it say about us? Is there a command to obey? And is there a promise? The middle group, if you do Jeremiah 31, 33, and then the group at the end there, the wall, the wall Daniel and that group there, if you do Philippians 4, 7. So um, our umpire here will give us how many minutes? Three minutes? Will three minutes be okay? Sorry, Philippians 4, 7. Four minutes? Four minutes? Yeah, okay. We go. F- Great. So just on that, if you feel liberty to turn tables and join one another, go for it. If you're a bit worried about COVID or mixing the people you've not met, the way you just do it in the tables, I think we're all in little groups of place, so that might work well. And then the questions are, what does it say about God? What does it say about Andrew? What do you think come on to obey? But the main one is each of us are kind of looking about things to do. You'd have been given a specific question to do with our heart or strength uh, or our mind. Um, so, yeah. So now we're starting with the heart. So from that scripture, what does that scripture tell us about the heart? Before we then look at what does it say about God? What does it say about us? Is there a command? Is there a promise? Okay. Here's my group. So which one are we looking at? Okay. So what does it say about the heart? Yeah. Um um I hope put He'll put his law in their minds and write on their hearts. Okay. So he's going to put his law in their minds. And what is he going to do on their hearts? Uh, write on their hearts. What, is, what do we do when we write? We actually inscribe on something, isn't it? So when we, when we write something, what does that happen? It's quite difficult to remove. Slide it back up when I'm going. <laughs> I need a pen. Do you have a pen here? <laughs> Make sure you put it back on.
Okay, thank you. Feedback time. <laughs> okay, feedback time. Thank you. Um, let's start with the first group. Romans 5.5. 5. <laughs> um, we were saying it, so the first that he gave us was talking about how the Holy Spirit comes to us and we use the illustration of love this is our heart so Mike, this is Mike's illustration really we should be doing this um, but, Mike, but that's our heart and God comes and pours his love into it and it pours it up not just to the rim but it's overflowing so that we can share our love with others <coughs> That's a really good one, actually. Any other? Just one more, yeah? Okay. Amen. Amen. It is a gift from God. Okay, uh, B, Jeremiah 31, 33. What does it say about the heart? Any other feedback on that? We just we just mentioned that um, we said that said God truly wants to enter a relationship with us. So that's what it says. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we said about the promise that God would in terms of making a new covenant with us and rising on top of us as well as the deep connection that God wants to make with us. Amen. Amen. Okay, yeah. So Philippians Okay, anything else? Are you okay? Boys? Okay. Um so we were talking about where it says uh and write it on their hearts is um when you write something it's quite difficult to remove. So it's not something you can like wing it and just say, oh, I'll do it. So otherwise, the only way to get rid of it is to destroy it. And if you destroy your heart, you're dead. Yeah. Good. Lovely. <laughs> okay. All right. So we go to Philippians 4 7, the last group. Uh, feedback. Um, I spoke about um, that if you love God, you your whole heart and your whole mind, then 
the peace of God that transcends all understanding always seems more accessible because you've got your heart set and your mind set on God, so there's no room for anything else. Okay, lovely. Um, so in, in the context of um, loving, loving God, um, that, that scripture says, I think Romans 5.5 5 says, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. And like Mike says, that's our heart there. And God literally just pours his love into it. So it's not about your heart. It's, um, how do I put it now? It's not about loving in your own strength or in your own might. It's about God pouring that love into it to enable you bring that love to him. Jeremiah 31.3 says, He will inscribe, and, and as um, Louis fed back to us, when you inscribe something, when you write something out, you have to either damage that board to, re, to remove that writing written on it, or deface it to remove that writing written on it. But what he's saying in his what he's saying about our hearts is that look, he wants to put an inscription there. And when that inscription comes on our heart, then we can bring that heart back to him, to loving him and worshiping him. And uh, like Daniel said, uh, Daniel said, um, the peace of God becomes accessible to us when we turn our hearts to him. Um, you know, I think I think that that word God. I, um, I, I'm not I'm not a Hebrew scholar. I'm not a, 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 a Bible scholar. But I, long ago, I think I heard that, that word God means laying a garrison. So it's like having an army around your heart to protect you. So God is in the business of you know protecting you, protecting that heart, inscribing on it, putting His peace in it. You know then shedding it with his blood, you know, soaking it with, 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 with his love. And then we can bring that heart before God to worship him. So we'll look at the um, soul now. Another three verses again. So, group one, are you ready? <laughs> um, we go uh, three, 3 John 1, 2. Group one. Group two, you're doing um, Jeremiah... 3125 and the last group you're doing Psalm 233 Psalm 23 verse 3 yeah and we do group Jeremiah 3125 and the first group 3 John 1 2 so what does this scripture tell us about the soul is there a command in there to be obeyed? What does it say about God? What does it say about us? What does, is there a promise there? Right. Are you doing the other two as well? Are you doing like the yeah, yeah. Yeah. So We'll just do two and a half minutes for chat. Just yeah. a little bit shorter. Okay, please, yeah. Great, so when you're discussing those, we're just going to give you a shorter time for discussion, just so that we keep everything sort of a bit tight. Uh, so group one, just, huh? what was the group one, Mr. Guys? Great. And so you've got that's right, that's yeah, two and a half minutes for this one, and then we'll do, we've got two more little rounds that we're going to go through as well. Um, so try and have a little chat at tables, and then, uh, yeah, brilliant. Well, mm.
Maybe we'll do two minutes, otherwise we're not going to leave yet. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So give us one minute for feedback and then. Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm satisfied with weary soul and every languishing soul I will drink. Let me see. Let me see. There's always some translations that don't make soul. Which one is it? 20. So from for I will satisfy the weary. There's another translation that says, I think it's, um, it says I will satiate. I have satiated the weary soul. I've got, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I think we need Nikki Shutter. One minute, just wave to me once it's a minute here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, feedback time. <laughs> um, I think we give each group each group thirty seconds to feedback, so we can move for quickly. So, um, group one, what does this say about the soul? What does this tell us about the soul? That's good. So it goes well with you as it goes well with your soul. That tells us that you see your soul is a part of your health and your being. And God is commanding us to love him with this soul. He's bringing in the good and bad times. The soul gets weary. Life happens. And as life is happening, so God is happening even much more. Bigger than life is happening to us. God is on top of it. 
the third group. Yeah, I was over with uh, Danielle Shulman. Uh, it's in Psalm 23, and it says, He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for His name's sake. And so we were just saying how there's lots of things in life that promise that they're going to refresh our soul, but they, a bit like we prayed at the beginning, they promise everything and often fail to deliver. Whereas Jesus is the only one really who knows what our souls need in season, and He knows the right places for us to get that nourishment and refreshment. He's a good shepherd, leading his sheep kind of in the green pastures and by the still waters, whereas I thought we'd go to cracked wells and dry places for rest. Yeah. yeah. And in the dry patch and in those difficult places, the Lord is just refreshing us, bringing in more refreshment upon us. Uh, let's, we'll go to the mind, and this time I think we'll spend, uh, what, one, one minute, 30 seconds, two minutes? <laughs> Okay, the mind. Romans twelve two, group one. Um, Hebrews. Hebrews ten sixteen, group two, and Luke twenty four forty five. Twenty four forty five, group three. Hebrews ten sixteen, was it? Yeah. Yeah, twenty four forty five. Which one are you doing? Uh, uh, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time. I'll put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Okay. When it's time, just raise your hand so I can stop. When it's time. I think I think the last one I'll just read through it. I won't bother reflecting on that. Okay. Um, group three, are you ready for feedback? Yeah, group three, we're gonna start with you this time. You can get some reprise out this time. <laughs> So have more time to think. <laughs> okay, group three, we'll start with you. Um, so I was just discussing the scripture with Sean and the scripture 
Then he went to Jeremiah so they could understand the scriptures. And I said to Sean, what do you think about it? He said, well, he opened their minds just enough for them to be able to understand the scriptures. <laughs> and I said, just enough? What do you mean, just enough? And he said, that if he opened up their minds too much, then they'd know just as much as him. And I said, well, what if the scripture is all you need to know? Because that is life. So if you, if you understand the scripture, then you understand everything you need to know. Okay, yeah. Anything else? Script 3? Yeah, that, that scripture really puzzled me because um, it, it says there that, you know, he opened up their minds to understand the scripture. He had to open, you know, it's like opening up a door for something to come in. He needed light to come into those minds. And that's the mind he's saying to you, love him with that mind. Jesus was so specific about saying, Love him. Uh, um, um, let me let me go back to what he, he he said actually, so I don't quote. You know, love him with all your heart, love him with all your soul, with all your mind. But that's the mind that Jesus opened for them to understand the scripture. So they won't have been able to understand what it meant to even love God had the scripture not been opened for them to see. You know how sometimes you don't, even, you don't even know what's going on and suddenly God just floods light into you. And go, wow, that's revelation there. And that's how Jesus was opening up their minds for them to understand the scripture. Group two, quickly, please. What? I don't think we're recording it. Yeah. 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 And he's and he's and uh, uh, the the other one he, he, we we read in the other one writing inscribing the, the the words on our soul and now we're reading again in, inscribing uh, on our minds. So there's something about why why does Jesus or why does God want to write His word on our minds and write it in our soul? We live a very busy life. I don't know about you, but life is busy and life is happening. And God doesn't want us, God doesn't want our mind and our soul to be separate from coming before him to worship and be filled with the troubles of life. But he wants us to be able to bring our mind, our soul, our spirit, our bodies before him in worship. And that's how we can then, and and that gives us the ability to present that to him in love. Group three, have you got anything for us? Don't like listen to the opinions of the world because they are like most of them aren't writing the Bible, so only listen to what God is saying. Yeah, lovely. So that scripture was telling us about you know transforming um, by the renewing of our minds. It takes the word of God to renew our minds. Jesus opened the scripture so their minds could be enlightened. I was going to look at strength, but the scripture I wanted to look at in strength was, the Lord is my strength. In quietness and confidence shall be um, your strength. Um, uh, You know, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. These are the words that God speaks into our strength, into our mind, into our soul, into our bodies. You know, Jesus wants us to love him you know, he, I, I think Jesus knows that, you see, if the, if, the, if the soul is burdened, then it affects our strength, it affects our soul, it even affects our ability to come before him and just, you know, offer that love to him. 
because we are so busy and we are so troubled in our minds. But he wants to inscribe his word on there. He wants to write what he is saying about you and about your mind. Um, Life, they used to say something. um, Did you allow someone to take tenancy in your head? You know, and then you think anything, any nonsense they just throw at you. Oh, he's up there. No. Don't allow anything to take tenancy in your head other than the word of God. Allow the word of God to be inscribed on your mind. You, you, we have to constantly, you know, it's, it's a constant battle. The Bible says that we, 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 we wrestle not against uh, flesh and blood. But it is a constant battle of, you know, it is a spiritual battle. And we have to keep our minds constantly aligned with what God is saying about us. The devil will always have something to say about us. Situations in life will always have something to, to bring against us. Um, so what is Jesus actually calling us to do? So Jesus is calling us to love God. Not in our minds. That's in the mind you have. But he's calling us to love God with the mind that he's forming in you. The one that he's inscribed his word on. That's the mind he's telling you. Love the Lord your God with your mind. The mind that he has walked on. He's calling you. You see, he's calling us to a, a, a different level to step aside and, you know, step up. And, and, and he's not calling us to love in our own strength. Because he's our strength, so he's giving us the strength to do the loving. Um, that, that, that scripture that talks about the, the soul is satiated. I think it was... Um, sorry, bear with me a second. I think it was Jeremiah thirty-one twenty-five. He says, I have satiated the weary soul. I've soaked it. The weary soul I've soaked in the word. So when you shake that weary soul, what's coming out? The weariness goes because the word of God comes in and the word of God takes residence and pushes the weariness out of the place. So this is the, this is the mind and the strength that God is, Jesus is calling us to love, love the Lord our God with. He's not calling us to love the Lord our God with our own abilities and what we can or cannot do. But he's calling us to, he's calling us to another level where, you know, push away the weariness. Let go of what the world is trying to do. And allow my word to build your mind, to build your strength, to build your soul, and to strengthen your heart. So we can bring that before God in love. I'm done. Amen. 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 Amen.